Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Raise Your Voice podcast, coming at you from, from a different podcast feed. Um, I'm your host, Brett Rutherford, joined today by Danny Russell. Danny, how are you doing? I am doing great, and I am pumped to be talking to you on the new D-Raise Bay podcast feed that SB Nation is putting together for us. Yeah, this is something that we've actually been working on for, for a really long time, and it's so it's so exciting to get it get everything going and finally see this come to fruition, even though uh, we were expecting some baseball to be able to talk about. And there's not a whole lot of that, but we're going to find plenty of other stuff to talk about on this podcast. We're going to have a ton of guests on. Um, It's going to be a real good time, I think. And Brett, I've been such a fan of the work that you've been doing on Raise Your Voice. Um, I know it's a a newer podcast, but as someone who thinks uh, frequently and actively about how to deliver of the Tampa Bay Rays like how do fans want to get their information I've been thinking for so long what we need is like a weekly recap baseball is an everyday sport I totally recognize that most people don't have the time or uh, maybe the availability to watch five games a week maybe even three games a week could be a struggle they catch one or two and we might put articles out on D-Rays Bay that recap Uh, a game or maybe recap a series or look forward to the next series but having a weekly check-in that says here's what happened all week long I've enjoyed as a fan just to be able to sit back hear your great recaps hear your great uh, walk through the series and and the highlights and the best performances and some of them not best performances (laughs) and you know kind of like remind myself like yeah that was the week that went by like you could totally forget about that twins game but then you know uh, Morton Stark comes back around. It's like, oh, wait, he did have trouble, you know, in, in, you know, that certain count, like in the sixth inning last time. And like, is that happening again in this game? Like, are we seeing a pattern? And it really helped me put all the puzzle pieces together in my head. And I just was so appreciative to have it. And so now I'm so appreciative to uh, be joining forces. Well, yeah, I, I appreciate uh, all of that, Danny. And, and this really, this idea really started because I found myself, you know, when I went off to college, I'm a student at Florida State, graduating in about a month, um, calling my dad every night on the phone after the games or on a Sunday night after all the games throughout the week. And we would just talk about the Rays like we did before I moved away from home. And right. I, 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 I knew that I was going to talk about the Rays no matter what. Uh, let's record it as sort of a passion project and put it out for, for people to listen to. And I built a little bit of a listenership last year it was really just a hobby and now it's something that I think it's going to be really fun to watch grow and attract new listeners and connect with those listeners we're going to talk about we're going to have the opportunity to talk about a lot of fun and and crazy stuff because (laughs) we we need to make up content wherever we can Um, right there's going to be a a lot of awesome opportunities I'm excited there's a lot of great people at D-Race Bay that are going to be on the show Uh, a Mm -hmm. lot of people that you know, you've just read their words. Now you're going to get to hear some of their voices. You're going to get hear them raise their voice a few times on the podcast. And, and it's something that uh, I think is going to turn into a real fun show. Yeah. So let's vision cast about that real quick. So uh, the frequent listener or reader of D-Rays Bay might know my voice from participating in what we call the hit show, which is that Devil's Ray, uh, Devil Ray's uh, jingle, radio jingle. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, we've been using that as a launching point to just give our opinions. <laughs> Darby and I, a little bit of Brett Phillips, um, you know, or I'm, I'm walking around a stadium and we're just kind of using that to kind of test out the waters in the same way the Devil Rays are just trying to test out 
uh, their own waters. There's a fish pun in there somewhere. I can't find it. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a lot more structured. I'm, I'm so excited about raising uh, my voice in this moment with you, but also, like you said, the other writers are going to come on to raise your voice, to raise their own voice, and let their words be heard about what they saw happen with the team throughout the week. And then also maybe even talk about things that they're seeing in baseball or life in general. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I think it's going to help uh, the readers of Deere's Bay get to know the people behind Deere's Bay a little better. For sure. Danny, uh, this, is, uh, this is exciting. Again, like I said, this is something we've been working on for a while. And it's finally coming to fruition. And, you know, getting to work with Deere's Bay, you know, it's a site that I've read for many, many years. And now getting to work with you guys, it's, uh, it's really a dream come true. And getting to watch this podcast grow is it's something i'm really excited about this isn't the only uh audio format that you work in though so uh as a bit of introduction to you could you talk a little bit about the work you're doing at florida state yeah so i and real quick bio i entered florida state as a political science major and decided that i found that uh pretty quickly that i found it quite boring and that's no disrespect <laughs> to any political science majors who happen to be listening to the show uh -huh. I still finished my political science major, but I decided to add media communication studies and kind of start pursuing a career in sports broadcasting. It's something that I always loved, but I never thought could actually be a career until I got to Florida State. And so when I got to Florida State, I joined the student radio station WVFS and the sports department started reporting at games um, all across campus and hopping on uh, the weekly sports talk radio show, Tomahawk Talk. And mm -hmm. then uh, starting in January, I became the host of that show. Um, at WVFS. So we haven't been able to do live shows um, here in Tallahassee for the last few weeks because of everything that's going on. Um, but we still put it out as a podcast where we talk international sports, national sports, and obviously a bunch of Florida State sports. Um, and, and it's something that's a, a really great opportunity and I, and I love doing it. Yeah, as a, as a Florida State graduate, I had my years of listening to uh, WVFS plenty, yeah. particularly if there is a, a big basketball game or a big baseball game that had just happened. Uh, there was a lot of baseball talk when uh, I was there or like Ian Malinowski, another one of our writers who was there um, back when Buster Posey was also yeah. <laughs> playing. So VFS had a ton of baseball talk back in the day and it was really great. Um, so I appreciate that you are continuing that, uh, that service to the fans of the Florida State local community there in Tallahassee. Well, well, thank you, Danny. Yeah, and it's something that I, I love doing and I, I love getting the chance to, to hop on and, and talk and connect with listeners. And, and this is just another opportunity to do so. Um, all right, let's go off script real quick before, before we close this out. Okay. Here's your chance. This is the first raise your voice on the D raise Bay podcast feed. All right. Let's each, raise our own voices about something about the team that is maybe not getting enough attention or uh, maybe has, has gone unsaid. What, what do you think needs to, needs to be put out there right now? I've always been, I, I've always been uh, vocal about the way that players talk about the Rays fan base and Rays players specifically. And this goes back to um, Tommy Pham's comments on MLB Network Radio, either last offseason or the offseason before, mm -hmm. when he said that he went from playing in St. Louis to playing in front of uh, the Rays where there's a little to no fan base at all. And right. although he really has a point there, and there's a lot of truth in that statement, 
I do think uh, there there needs to be, and, and this is not every player, but there needs to be a more positive reception of the fan base that is there for a lot of the 81 home games that are watching on TV or supporting in any way they can. And, and obviously there are a lot of problems when it comes to attendance and other things, you know, regarding the Rays. Um, but what Tommy Pham, you know, and I, I'm a huge Tommy Pham fan, even though he's no longer with the team, comments like that that are made publicly, I think that's kind of a slap in the face to the fans that are showing up, that are supporting, that, that are really, you know, Rays fans through and through. It's so intentional, that statement as well. And he, if I remember correctly, he had just wrapped up playing in the Dominican Winter League. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever seen video from that, those fans are going bananas. And, mm-hmm. you know, they all look like they're about to just storm the field. Like every single time there's yeah. a double play, they're so angry or they're so excited. Uh, they are part of the atmosphere and part of the game. And it's this great element. The fans care so much. And they're so, like, intimately engaged in what's happening on the field. And so he came back to the States and clearly decided he was going to say that up front. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'll agree with you because the, the fan support definitely exists, particularly in the television ratings where the, uh, the Tampa Bay media market is massive. If you were to count every media market they overlap with across Florida, which is the size of three states, it's one of the top 10 media markets, maybe even top five, depending on how far you go in the panhandle in terms of population, like it's an incredibly deep roster that the race have to touch with their television ratings and they get there. They are frequently number one in terms of the uh, private cable options. So the, there are fans and they are watching. They're just not at the physical stadium. So I agree with you so much. And I imagine as people raise their voice on your podcast, attendance might come up more than once. Uh, yeah, it was great I to know, see Tommy Pham uh, uh, sad to be traded. Like, gosh, all his comments after uh, was like, man, I wanted to be part of the next postseason run. I wanted to be here. And he seemed really engaged, particularly with the fans who showed up and were slinging the towels and were, you know, chanting for players, particularly G-Man Choi, but also yeah. him. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he really ground out an incredible season. And uh, it was nice to see his, his change of tone. Because honestly, he was the kind of player that felt like he could uh, burn the place down at any moment. Like he was ready to go scorched earth the moment he left, I thought for sure. And he left and he was like, man, this trade sucks. Like, <laughs> wow. That's, that's incredible. So what did he yeah, say? Was the one Baltimore pitcher that he was ready to kill after <laughs> one of the games? <laughs> Back in August. I mean, and, and I love his authenticity. I think that is an amazing part of, of his game and his talent as a baseball player. Um, and, and again, I think a lot of the stuff he said on that radio interview was very true. Uh, I, do, I do think, though, that you have to be able to, you know, appreciate and, and publicly appreciate the fans that are there, though. And that was my, that was the one problem I had with it. And obviously, I, I still cheered him on throughout the entire season because he was such an important piece to the last year's team and the year before that as well. I would argue he was the best hitter on the team. Yeah, for sure. Playing through injury, he was still putting up numbers worthy of hitting second in the order. Like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Um, if he was completely healthy, it could have yeah. been one hell of a season. A small Tommy Pham aside, since, uh, uh, you know, he's been traded and I don't know how many times I'll get to talk to him now uh, or, or talk about him as well. Uh, when he was first traded to the race, he didn't talk to the media. Uh, he was radio silent 
the media would come into the clubhouse. I was credentialed for that series when he first showed up uh, in St. Pete and uh, he'd like hang in the shower and then go to a back room. And like, you never saw him. And the day he decided he was going to talk to the media, he only talked to Topkin and gave him like all of a minute. And I just thought that was an amazing thing to put like the entire media writ large on hold for like three days, just so you could process your own trade. And honestly, just like making eye contact him with like, he's a mean guy. Like he was like, Oh, please don't kill me. (laughs) I just want to ask you a question about your wrist. (laughs) And I don't think I will. (laughs) Man, he was great. All right. I'll raise my voice about one quick thing and, and then we can put it down. Not enough people are talking about how hard the Rays are trying to help the local community in Tampa Bay during the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And I say that as someone who consumes a ton of, of local media, the radio stations, local radio, um, the Tampa Bay Times. I try to stay as uh, embedded and absorbing all the different uh, feeds that I can, particularly from Twitter and the, the news stories that cross there. And the Rays have not only, well, Rays and Rowdies, I should say, it says it's the same organization, um, not only donated all of the food that they had available from from Tropicana Field, Owl Lang, and the spring training complex. The first thing they did is they brought all that food together and they donated it right when the uh, stadiums got shut down. Then they donated 1 million meals, a commitment of 1 million meals to feed, uh, feeding Tampa Bay that nonprofit, and then have committed to match the next 1.5 million meals donated, not dollars, we're talking about more than dollars, meals, actual experiences for people to have, you know, their stomachs filled. I think that is so admirable, so laudable. That's the only stuff that they're doing either. Uh, But that commitment to go out there and, and try to match, like I expected so much for the local media to be like, hey, this match opportunity is out there. The organization's trying to drive other people giving. So that next 1.5 million, like let's locally partner up and drive that forward. And I've been very disappointed to see how little traction I felt like that got in the local news. Yeah, I, it definitely has because, you know, I, I, like you, I also consume a lot of this local stuff and I haven't seen it as much and I haven't heard about that as much. And, you know, I'm learning a lot of that right now, um, all the stuff they've done. And, and it, it really is incredible because we are in unprecedented times. Um, we, we have no idea what's, what's coming. Um, so it's really awesome to see both the Rays and the Rowdies together um, doing what they're doing, because it really does make a difference uh, in, in the Tampa Bay area. The other thing they've done uh, is donate pizza. Like yeah. they, they've reached out to Papa John's. They've partnered with the local uh, Papa John's franchises and uh saint anthony's hospital Mm -hmm. and the saint pete fire department have both gotten um a day's worth of pizza from the rays and rowdies organization partnering with papa john's and monday uh when this might run uh or somewhere around there uh moffitt cancer center is also getting pizza from the rays and rowdies and it's like wow they just keep on looking for more ways yeah that's awesome stuff and that does need to be talked about that is definitely something that that uh needs to be you know, you know, everything we talk about is, is some of the stuff that you know these 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 franchises are doing, these organizations are doing, and uh, it's uh, I'm I'm really glad you brought it up today. Thanks, man. Yeah, force and, for uh, good. We should. Yeah, we've got sure. plenty to complain about, 
But when they do something right, let's talk about and, that. And we will complain a lot on this show and on the hit show. I'm sure you guys have complained <laughs> enough already. So it's uh, we'll have plenty of time for that. So you're right. We do need for to praise sure. them when they sure. deserve it. Um, let's go ahead and uh, wrap this one up. Uh, this has been a, a real fun episode. Uh, just real quick, kind of getting things started. There's going to be a lot more coming throughout the spring and summer. And it's uh, we're going to find stuff to talk about. We're going to find ways to raise our voice, uh, even if there's no baseball quite yet. Um, but, but Danny, uh, thanks for hopping on and thanks for, for this opportunity to work with D-Rays Bay. And it's, uh, it's going to be a fun, fun, fun time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to listening. Awesome. And uh, you guys can uh, subscribe to this podcast, uh, rate and review, uh, wherever you get your podcast. That would be a huge support to us here um, at D-Rays Bay. Uh, for Danny Russell, I'm Brett Rutherford, and we'll see you guys next time.